You're with Julian on the Brown Note and the scandal of transgender athletes. Which is actually nowhere near as controversial a piece as it probably sounds. Um, but I, I think it's a really interesting subject that we don't talk about in depth enough. And it goes to the nature of sport in itself. Obviously, the uh, it's become this huge issue that people are going wild about very big, bulky transgender women playing sports where they have this huge genetic unfair advantage over biological women, and it's become this huge issue. Now, one thing that is interesting about it, aircon, um, is the fact that the, I'm not hearing women and trans versus transgender people at all in this argument. I'm hearing right-wing conservative men versus activists. It's like the two people having the fight are, are, are not the people involved. It's, it's bizarre. Um, it seems to really focus on a select few sports where bulk and power are the defining characteristic, weightlifting, contact sports, tr some track and field sports, and so on. And it's a question of genetic unfairness. The idea that sports should be fair and that the transgender woman, if she is of a, a large male size, has a genetic unfairness. And that, in turn, has been turned into a political football, on one side defending trans rights, now it's defending women's rights, biological women's rights, so they're not even mentioned in this issue. Again, they're just not mentioned. Uh, so you've got right-wing conservative males who've turned it into this massive, you know, we stand up for women. They don't. Uh, and um, the activists are saying, we stand up for trans. But all sport is about genetic unfairness when you boil it down. Most major sports are about genetic unfairness. And I think it's a really interesting uh, rabbit hole once you go down this whole idea of genetic unfairness. A seven-foot-tall guy has a genetically unfair advantage over a five-foot-tall guy if he wants to play basketball. Uh, you know, a very I'm not going to be a very good rugby player, but I might be good at basketball. Virtually ever because I'm six foot four. Every sport virtually has some quota of genetic unfairness involved in it. You can argue that, you know, they're, they're playing against people like them, but it is still the reason they're doing well at their sport is because they have a genetic advantage. Um, look at swimming. Look at Ian Thorpe. Um, look at Ian Thorpe versus Mo Farah. Ian Thorpe is six foot five and 100 kilos and has size 19 feet. Mo Farah is five foot eight and less than 60 kilos in weight. I haven't measured his feet. Now, there's no genetic fairness between those two in most sports. Ian Thorpe is going to be a better swimmer than Mo Farah, not because they're on the level playing field. There are no weight classes in swimming at all. If Mo Farah wants to be a swimmer, he is genetically unfairly disadvantaged. And there's no amount of you know, there's no saying that he is fighting against another man. He's fighting against somebody that is genetically vastly different in size and power to him. And this exists across the spectrum in sport. But here's another interesting thing. You change that sport from swimming to a long-distance running, suddenly Mo Farah has a massive genetic advantage over Ian Thorpe. There's no way Ian Thorpe is ever being a superb long-distance runner, 
up against Mo Farah. This genetic unfairness goes backwards and forwards. And there are sports where the genetic unfairness argument doesn't even come into it, or at least it comes into it in again in a, in a reverse paradigm, because if you're a jockey or a Formula One driver, you want to be one of those and you're six foot four. You've got no hope where your height and your weight are a massive disadvantage to you. So it's not across the spectrum that being bigger and stronger actually helps you. Try and find a big jockey or Formula One driver. They're pint-sized. So being really small helps. And there are other sports where it doesn't matter at all, Um, like snooker or fencing or um, archery. Those are sports where it doesn't even come into the mix. And another element is that trans women aren't necessarily giants. A trans woman can be much smaller than a biological woman. We're really splitting hairs and getting down to these finite issues about a select, tiny... Trans people are already a really small minority. The people that want to be trans athletes are, again, a tiny minority. And the people who want to be athletes in these particular sports where it matters are a really fractionally small minority. Uh, I think this is... This is the one we put in the too hard basket, but it isn't. It's a conversation we can have, and it's a conversation we have all the time. Because there are sports where we have weight classes and size classes already, boxing, for instance, where we already define the fact that it's unsafe and unfair for somebody that weighs 110 kilos to fight somebody that weighs 75 kilos. And we have those divisions. Now, I, I don't see why we can't work through this. Sport by sport, case by case. Would it be so... I mean, the problem is, is when you've got the heavyweight class in most things, then you have an unlimited ceiling. So once you're up to the heavyweight division, you're sort of... You can weigh 100 tonnes and you still qualify. But why not change that? Why not actually have, in the women's boxing or something like that, a heavyweight class that has a ceiling? And why not have a transgender athlete competing against boxers of their size in the men's division. Is that so weird? I don't see why it is. I think they, de- they don't define the, the boxing classes based really on male or female. They define it on weight and size. It's entirely down to how heavy you are. So why not have people that are very, very big and completely outsized in their up against most of their opponents, why not have them in a male division? Because it's not saying that they're male. They can still be women and allow women into that division, allow biological women that are ginormously big into those divisions. I don't see why we can't... It's a trite thing to say, given what we're talking about, but one size doesn't fit all. Every sport is going to have some different paradigm to deal with. And we can't put a blanket thing along the ground saying that transgender athletes are too big to play against women. Because they're not all too big, and there's such a finite variety of sports that we're talking about, and such a small group of people. And the ability we have in certain sports is to modify the weight classes that didn't exist at the start in the first place, but we brought in to combat some of that genetic unfairness. And it won't apply very much to people. It might apply in track and field. Again, there is an opportunity here to either accept that some sports will be badly impacted 
and in a in a really small way in in the I mean how many there was that South African trans runner I can't recall another one that has come through but we can work through this by treating the issue as one based on size and not based on your genetic uh, on your biology or on your gender <coughs> just on your size um I think the the overriding thing here is before we get to people's rights and before we get to people's fairness it's about safety and that should be the overriding concern if someone is so big that they are a safety concern in boxing or in a sport like that the safety of the other participants has to come before everything else even if it tramples on their rights and to be fair, I don't think in the great human rights battles we've had in our time, the fact that some people might not be allowed to play a sport, I don't think's the end of the world here. I don't think that the be-all and end-all of transgender rights is saying that we will force you to accept something in your sport that will completely upend it. Some people may not be able to play some sports. I don't think that's the end of the world. I think we can actually work through these issues like adults, except that it's a tiny fraction of people that will ever be involved. The fact that we already have machinations in place in most sports to deal with massive disadvantages. The fact that people can move into the male realm of sports if they're of a comparable size and power to those combatants. And the fact that some people will be disadvantaged. It's not some people will be disadvantaged and not be allowed to participate in export it will be a fraction of people and i don't think that that's the end of the world anyway 